0: believe in amen give me a louder amen give me a louder amen shall we humbly take our seats in God's presence I want to salute God's servant, Pastor Dan for the opportunity let's put our hands together for our pastor put your hands together and celebrate your pastor amen if you are standing do it better good I think the standing is better Let's be on our feet and appreciate our pastor. Praise God. Praise God. Apart from the gift of Christ, another important gift that God gave you is the gift of a pastor. Praise God. The Bible said, For God so loved the word that He gave His only begotten Son. And when that only begotten Son ascended, the Bible said, when He had ascended on high, he also led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. So when we accept Christ, the next thing we must accept is the gift Christ gives. And one of the important gifts Christ gives is the gift of a pastor. Let's appreciate our pastor again. Put your hands together and celebrate your pastor. Amen. I want to thank God for his life and for the great and awesome work your pastor carries on you, your grace. Amen. And I've not just come to minister, but also to partake of the grace on his life. Amen. Praise God. To connect with this grace is to uh, terminate this grace in your life. You. Praise God. So connect to collect. Tend to your neighbor and say connect to collect. Say connect to collect. Yeah. Connect and so you can collect. Amen. I also want to thank God for his dear wife, Lady Thema. God, richly yeah. bless you. <laughs> sweet woman. Sweet woman. Sweet woman. Beside every great man, there is a sweet man, woman. Amen. Praise God. And I also want to celebrate the leadership, those who are standing with him. Let's put our hands together for him. All oh, the leadership of this house for the great work. And then put your hands together for yourself. For being the, your kind self, for being a faithful member, for being a faithful worker. Put your hands together for yourself. Praise God. Please, let's humbly take our seats in God's presence. I'm in tonight with our resident pastor for our church in our Reverend Dr. Bright. Let's put our hands together for him. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I'll be teaching on something very, very powerful that I believe will change your life and move you to somewhere that God wants you to be. Amen. Praise God. I'll be teaching from a very familiar scripture. But I don't want you to take it lightly. I believe that the Holy Spirit will breathe a fresh breath upon it. And your life will never be the same again. Come with me to Luke chapter 16 verse 19 to 31. Luke chapter 16 verse 19 to 31. And I'll read from the New Living Translation. Jesus said there was a certain rich man. Who was clothed splendidly, clothed in purple and fine linen, and who lived each day in luxury? May you come to a place in your life where you live each day in luxury. Yeah. Do you know there are people who live every day in luxury? Do you know that? Do you know that they don't walk on four legs? Am I communicating somebody? They don't walk on four legs. They don't have three eyes. They don't have six hands. Praise God. And if it can happen to them in this conference, I'm sure God is changing your level. Can somebody give me a believing amen? The Bible said he lived in luxury every day. Every day. There are some people, when food price goes up, they don't care. They can take it to any amount and they will still buy it. There are people, they don't know the price of any food stuff in the market. And they care much less. Why? Because they are living in the realm above it. And you as a child of God are also called to live in the realm above it. Praise God. The Bible said our citizenship is from heaven. From whence also we look for the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Where you, you reside will always influence the kind of things that affect you. Praise God. The country you belong will always define the happenings in your life. The country you belong. The U.S. ambassador is in Ghana, but he's not influenced by the economy of Ghana. Praise God. And when we understand that we are also of the earth, but we are from heaven, and begin to think and live from that perspective, everything begins to fall in place for us. And I see God shift your level into that realm. A lot of people, believers, saved, tongue-talking, spirit-filled, are still living their lives on one plane. But God is calling us in this conference to live on the plane he has ordained for us. And you are seated in he- Christ Jesus in heavenly places far above principalities and powers. I see you take your rightful place. Sushi. So That's what this conference is designed for. To bring you to a place where you take your appropriate position in Christ. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. Okay, so this man, the Bible says, lived in luxury every day. And at his gate, verse 19. It's a very powerful thing. Verse 19, please. We are moving on. to verse 19, let's go. 20, sorry. At his gate, by lay a poor man lay named Lazarus, who was covered with sores. As Lazarus lay there, longing for scraps from the rich man's table, the dogs will come and lick his open sores. Praise God. When you compete with dogs for their food, they will also compete with you for your health. Praise God. You remember Jesus spoke to a gentlewoman woman and said the crumbs the, the, the are for the dogs. He says that the bread on the table is for children, but the crumbs are for the dogs. But Lazarus was sitting at the entrance of this rich man. And in the same country where people are building houses, living in mansions, driving best of cars, People are also struggling for a place on TROTRO. Praise God. That is what was happening. Lazarus was lying at the gate. Human being, blood was flowing through him. He was conceived nine months the same way. This rich man was conceived nine months. But the alliance were far apart. There was no comparison. Praise God. The gap was so wide. One was eating food offered to dogs. Another was eating food that had been properly prepared and nurtured. Praise God. You know, sometimes, though you are born for the best, you can be living life as if the worst was designed for you. Praise God. And I believe that in this conference, God is going to change your level. And it's starting with your mind. It's starting with your mind. So I want you to open up your spirit and open up your mind to receive what God is bringing your way. Because after this season, your life will certainly not be the same again. If you are succeeding, you experience greater success. Amen. If you are rich, you are getting greater riches. Amen. And if you are spiritual, you are becoming even more spiritual. Amen. Can somebody give me an amen here? Amen. Give me a believing amen here. Amen. The Bible says, finally, verse number 22. Finally, this poor man died and was carried by angels to be with Abraham. This is a great consolation. Amen. Amen. The poor man died. It's amazing that the poor man died and was carried to be by angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. Praise God. Poverty is no good. We'll turn to them say, poverty is no good. No. Say it like you hate poverty. Yeah, poverty is not good. Poverty is not good. To befriend poverty is to die before your time. You see, in life, the rich man lived well, the poor man didn't live well, but even in death, the rich man, the poor man died even before the rich man. You see, the same sickness that a rich man can live with for 10 years, it kills a poor man in seven months. Praise God. The Bible said the destruction of the poor is their poverty. Praise God. You shall not be poor. Give me a believing amen you possess your heritage of wealth. His soul went to the place of the dead. There in torment, he saw Abraham in the far distance with Lazarus at his side. The rich man shouted. Take note. There are three people we are seeing in the scripture. One is the rich man. Two is the poor man. And three is another rich man. Did you see that? Have you seen another rich man? When you read the scripture, there are two rich men. Praise God. There are two rich men. The first one is the foolish rich man. And the last one is the wise rich man. In between is a poor man. Praise God. Now let's go on. The rich man shouted, Father Abraham, help some pity. Send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. I'm in anguish in these flames. It's amazing. He has so ball boy in life. Ah, Even in death, they want to use him as ball boy. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) The rich man had some pride. Hey. (laughs) You shall not be poor. You see, when you are poor in life, even on the other side, if you don't take care, you'll be poor there all. I'm telling you. Are you not surprised that in a place where the Bible says there are many mansions, a man who will go there and he will be placed in someone's bosom? If you think about it. They didn't give him a chair. They placed him in his bosom. Praise God. Yeah. A place where the streets are paved with gold. A man who has been poor all his life. If you leave him to stand on that street, he can't stand. He can't stand. You you don't stand like that. (laughs) Gold. He can't imagine standing on gold. Praise God. You will not be poor. If you really want to go to heaven, eh, one of the things you should believe God for is wealth on it. If you want to go to heaven, one of the things you must believe God for is wealth on it. Because heaven is not for purpose. Praise God. There's no country on the planet, not even Saudi Arabia, Which has his streets paved with gold? No country on the earth like that. So if God is preparing you for a country whose streets are paved with gold. I mean, everything about you as a child of God speaks great amount of wealth. One, your salvation was bought at a great price. The Bible said we were neither with silver or gold were we bought by by his own precious blood. He bought us. Who goes to buy something that is uh, uh, valueless with gold? Who? Who? You can buy Chalewati for three cities or five cities. But you can buy six CDs. But you can buy a proper Jojo Amani shoe for uh, even slippers. The slippers of that, you can't, you can't, you hundred dollars cried they Praise God. But you have been bought with a price. You see, what, there are certain thoughts that when they feel your life as a child of God, it changes the way you carry yourself. Praise God. It changes the way you carry it. Carries. Some of us, sometimes when we are even buying something, clo- some nice clothes for yourself, you are thinking about the money. Hey, this money. What it can it do? All difference Because you don't place a lot of value on your life. Be, you must begin to value your life. Praise God. You were bought with the price. So why are you carrying yourself as if you are nobody? Praise God. Lazarus sat there and the Bible says he died. Now, the Bible says this man wanted to use him as boy boy in heaven. You will not be used as boy boy in heaven. You will not be used as a boy boy in heaven. Shout a better amen. Amen. Okay, let's continue. But Abraham said to him, son, remember that during your lifetime, somebody say your your lifetime. My lifetime I will give God my lifetime. If I give God my lifetime, he will take care of me. He will never never let Oh, you remember that Sunday school song? Give God my lifetime. Tomorrow, look at that. Praise God. When your lifetime is committed to God's hands, some people's life. The moment they committed it into God's hands, it looks as if it's taking on a nosedive. And it it's making people mock your faith and look like God is not true. The Bible says, let God be true and every man be a liar. When you give your life to God, you don't lose it. Nobody gives his life to God and ends up as a loser. The challenge is that a lot of people have given God their lives with their mouth, but not from their hearts. But when your life is sowed as a seed to God, God takes that seed, the Bible said, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and dies, it abideth alone. But when it died, it bringeth forth much fruit. You see, some of us, our lives are still in our hands. We have not offered it. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices. When you offer it and God takes over it, then everything begins to turn. And tomorrow night, we'll be focusing on that area. Praise God. He says, you remember that in your lifetime, you had everything you wanted. I pray that everyone in prayer temple, ICGC, in your lifetime, you'll have everything you want. May you have everything you want. He says, everything you wanted, not everything you needed. Everything you wanted. May you have the things you want. By the time you have the things you want, the things you need have been taken care of. Praise God. Everything he wanted was made available. Everything. Listen, believe God with me. The Bible said, I'm the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? The Bible said God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. God is able. Sometimes you read the scriptures and it's like, we don't believe it enough. God is able to do exceedingly just telling you that you can live your life and have everything you ever want in life. Some of us are struggling to conceive it because maybe you look at where you are now, you look at your circumstances, you look at the family background, you look at your academic pedigree, and it doesn't look like your end will be great. But I want you to know, though your beginning is small, your latter ends are greatly increased. Can somebody give me a believing amen here? These are prophetic meetings. And it takes faith to connect with the prophetic. Praise God. The Bible says, you had everything you wanted and Lazarus had nothing. So you can be a believer and have nothing. May we not have those kind of believers in the church. May prayer temple not be a place where people with nothing come to. May this altar and may this anointing upon this place raise people who are nothing to become somebody's. Can somebody give me a believing amen here? So now he is being comforted and you are in anguish. Verse 26. I need to be a bit fast here. Besides, there is a great chasm separating us. No one can cross over to you from here and no one can cross over to us from there. Verse 27. Then the rich man said, please, Father Abraham, at least send him to my father's house. Still oh, still Lazarus. (laughs) For I have five brothers and I want want him to warn them so they don't end up in this place of torment. You will end up there in Jesus name. But Abraham said Moses and the prophets have warned them. Your brothers can read what they wrote. Verse 30. The rich man replied, no father Abraham, but if someone is sent to them from the dead, they will repent of their sins and turn to God. Verse 31, let's read it together. But Abraham said, if they don't listen to Moses, and um, they won't listen, even if someone rises from the dead. Amen? Okay, let me read the King James Version. Ecclesiastes chapter 6 verse 8, 7 verse 8. And then I'll start teaching. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 8. Great. Let's go together. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Amen. I'll be teaching on what I've captioned, how to live and end well in life. How to live and end well in life. How many of us want to end well in life? But before you think about the end, think about the life. Praise God. How many of us want to live well in life? You want to live well in life? You want to live well in life? Great. You want to live. See, it's important we appreciate that not everyone who lives well in life ends well. Praise God. Not everyone who lives well in life ends well. The story we just read gives us an account of three. In fact, the story reveals to us three. Three categories of people. Somebody say three categories of people. We have three categories of people in this story. The first category of people are the people I referred to as the rich man's category. Somebody say the rich man's category. The rich man's category is the first line of people. And these people, when it comes to the rich man's category, these are people who live well and end poorly in life. They live very well and they end very poorly in life. The rich man, we are told in scripture, that there was a man who lived well. He lived each day in luxury. Imagine that, just picture that. Each day in luxury. Picture whatever luxury is to you. When you think about luxury, what do you think about? Do you think about uh, breakfast in Africa regions? Lunch in Holiday Inn? Where again? Supper in Kempinski. (laughs) Now, what do you think about? Do you see yourself in a Land Cruiser? Do you see yourself living in Airport Hills? Is that what you think about when you think about luxury? Whatever you think about when you think about luxury. That was the daily experience of this man. He lived every day in luxury. Never flown once on economy. Every time. Business class. VVIP lounges. That's where. That was the norm. Everything he wanted was available. He lived every day in luxury. Can you imagine this? And this person dies and he can't afford sachet water. Did you see that? He couldn't afford sachet water. After death, he could not afford it. Lived on earth. Had everything. If you even gave him pure water or bottled water, he will insult you because his own probably was customized. But on the other side, he could not afford such water. The dirty one cried, praise God. That was the rich man. Lived well but ended very poorly. That shall not be your testimony. You remember in the book of Luke chapter 12 verse 16, Luke chapter 12 verse 16, you can project the key points that are in it so that they can follow. Luke chapter 12, verse 16 to 21. The Bible said, then he told a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, what shall I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I will have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. And I will sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have been now stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. Then we will, then who will get everything you worked for? Yes, a person is a fool. Let's read it together. One go. Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. That's a fool. A fool values us now playing chessy than being in the presence of God. A fool prefers hanging out with friends when it's a Wednesday or a midweek service and they can be in the presence of God to fellowship with God's people. A fool can sacrifice Sunday morning in God's presence for birthday parties. That's a fool. Praise God. Because the Bible says they go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeared before God. You see, coming to church, eh? It's not coming to please anybody. It's not coming to socialize. When you come to church, it's like coming into a fuel filling station with your vehicle to refuel. That's what happens. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion. appeareth before God. So when we come, we appear before one another. We appear before pastor. But much more, we appear before God. In the book of Hebrews, he said, we are come unto Mount Zion, to the city of a living God, to an innumerable company of angels, to the church of the firstborn, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. He said, we have come to the blood of sprinkling, that speaketh better things than the blood of Abraham. Every time we appear before God, whether you heard the message or not, something supernatural happens to you. I read a book A couple of years ago, I think about a year ago or so. And the book, in the book, it's a a book about living long. And it was interesting that one of the first three chapters, in the first three chapters, one of the major things they emphasize is that people who regularly fellowship in the presence of God, they live very long. Praise God. They live very long. One key, science. Doctors, that's not a book written by a pastor. It's a book written by a medical doctor. Scientifically proven that those who have this community of believers around them, they live long. You won't die before your time. You see, every, Ecclesiastes says that, do not be over wicked, neither be thou foolish. Why should thou die before your time? So, Ecclesiastes establishes that two reasons account for why people die before their time. Either they are over wicked or they are foolish, but when you are wise, you value the presence of God. Praise God. You value the presence of God. You value the presence of God. May we grow in wisdom. I said, may we grow in wisdom. The man, his net worth was several trillions of dollars, but his spiritual net worth was zero. The Bible said, he was a fool. Why? Because he was rich in wealth but have no rich relationship with God. In this conference I want to ask you, do you have a rich relationship with God? Or you are just playing church? Just, just coming along. I mean, the, you must belong somewhere. I mean, uh, church is invoked so let's be in church. Are you, are you in communion with God? Do you have a relationship with God? How is your devotional life? What are the kind of songs that you listen to? If you are not coming for rehearsal, what kind of songs do you listen to? Do you have a personal prayer time? If it's not a Friday prayer meeting and Pastor Dan is leading, do you personally have a prayer time with God? Or you just get a brush to work and then we are calling for blessings to flow. Blessings don't flow like that. Praise God. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added. You see, Life is left with priorities. When your priorities are wrong, your end will be wrong in life. Praise God. There are things that must be done first. When they are done second, it does not honor God and it does not bring blessings. Your tithe is one of those things that must always be taken first. If you take it after any other time, there is something supernatural you miss. Praise God. Your relationship with God must come before any relationship. I love my wife with passion, but she knows that I love God more than I do love her. Praise God. And I tell it to her all the time. In fact, my ability to love her, the way she feels love, is because God helps me to do so. So if I'm not in love with God, I can't be in love with her. And if you are a young woman, young man looking for someone to marry, you better look for a lover of God. It's dangerous to hang out with somebody who does not tithe, who does not believe in church, who does not have a pastor he submits to. And you say he wants to be your husband or wife. You are caught in disaster. Praise God. Praise God. Your greatest gain in life is God. Somebody say my greatest gain. Say my greatest gain in life. Your greatest gain in life is God. No matter what else you get. Get the money, get the house. Get everything valuable, but if you lose God. In the book of Matthew 16, 16, Matthew 16, 26, the King James Version says, What shall a man, what shall, is a man profited, if he shall gain the whole world, and lose his soul? First Timothy 6, verse 6 to 7, he said, but godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain we can carry nothing out. Your greatest gain in life is God. And most of us, we are, we are unfortunately gaining everything except God. We are, we are gaining everything at the loss of God. Some of us are gaining wealth at the expense of our righteousness. So, you are courting a man who is not born again sleeping with you. And you are getting all the money. Living large, driving good car. But you know your conscience is not free. Praise God. What shall you profit if you shall gain the whole world and lose your soul? I'm not communicating somebody tonight. The second category is the Lazarus category of people. The Lazarus category of people. These are people who live poorly and end well in life. They live poorly, but they end well in life. You will not live poorly. I said you will not live poorly. But you see, compared to the one who lives in abundance and ends well and ends badly. Lazarus' case is a better case. Praise God. It's a better case. Because, see, when it mattered most, Lazarus was not found wanting. But when it mattered most, the rich man was found wanting. That's why it is carnal Christians who envy unbelieving rich people. Let me tell you, there is nothing to be envied about a rich man who has no relationship with Christ nothing absolutely nothing absolutely nothing because if you understood what i just said that your greatest gain in life is god and you have god and he has the whole world the bible said if a man gains the whole world and loses his soul he has lost everything but when you have christ no matter what else you don't have you still have the most important can somebody give me an amen in? You have Christ. I came to let you know you have Christ. And that is the beginning. That is the most important. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 31 and 32. The King James Version. He says, if God be for us, what shall we say to these things? But if God be for us, who can be against us? Verse 32, he says, he does spare not his own son, but gave him up freely unto us. How shall he not also with him freely give unto us all things? Somebody say all things. Say all things. Say all things. Say, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up freely unto us, he shall give us all things. So, you see, getting Christ is not the end in itself. I'm sure Lazarus' problem was that Samuel, Yeshua, Semiwo Yeswa, Semiwo How Yesu Sena Lazarus must have been walking about singing. Yeah. This word is not my home. I'm only passing through. My treasures laid out up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels were coming. You remember when he died? Angels carried him. Angels were co- so he was seeing it in his dreams. The angels on me from heavens open door, and I can't feel a hope in this world anymore. Oh Lord, you know, I have no friend like you. <laughs> Praise God. Lazarus. Amazing God. Lazarus. 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 He lived poorly. But ended well. You know what? Let me tell you. You see, the Lazarus people, Lazarus is not, um, the rich man may represent unbelievers, but Lazarus represents Christians who have a crumbs mentality. Christians with crumbs mentality. Crumbs mentality. Somebody say crumbs mentality. Crumbs mentality. Christians with crumbs mentality. He sat. He carried the most important thing in life. But he was sitting begging at the feet of somebody who had nothing in life. Begging at his feet. Begging at his feet. Some of us, we take our sanctified spirit, our Holy Ghost filled bodies and we go and we lie it by the side of a man who smokes weed, who drinks alcohol. As a child of God, because of crumbs 10,000 Ghana CDs he will give you 1,000 Ghana CDs he will give you an iPhone he will buy for you you go and lie by a crumbs person crumbs 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 Crumbs. listen (laughs) the worst thing that can happen to a man is to be born again but carry a crumbs mentality when you are born again and you have a crumbs mentality your your life can be miserable than those that's why sometimes you see a lot of unbelievers and they are doing well better they are doing far better than christians it's because it's not because they are better than us no they are not better than us because the, the control board of your life the cpu of your life is your spirit so when your spirit is safe the greater part of your being is has been sorted out but your mind must be in alignment with your spirit When your spirit is saved but your mind is not in alignment, there is no way you can live life to the full. Praise God. Because you see with your spirit you relate to God. With your mind and your body you are able to relate with the material world. So when your your spirit is relating with God and you are not in touch with the material world, there is no way material abundance can come to you. Can somebody give me an amen? Your mind cramps mentality. I tell you, as a child of God, the Bible says the bread is for children. Somebody say bread is for children. I, I really hope that somebody is understanding what I'm teaching. The bread is for the children. But the crumbs are for dogs. Crumbs are for who? Dogs. They are for dogs. When you have a crumbs mentality, you pray crumbs prayers. When you have a crumbs mentality, you dream crumb dreams. When you have crumbs mentality when you come to church and want to put air conditioning in the church you complain crumbs mentality Praise God When you have a crumbs mentality you live in crumbs neighborhood When you have a crumbs mentality you drive crumbs car Praise God It's not bad To start with a home use car. Listen, it's not bad to start with a home use car. But it's bad that your greatest aspiration in life is to drive a home use car. Praise God. Crumbs mentality. Crumbs mentality. Crumbs mentality. When was the last time you bought a brand new shirt for yourself? Crumbs mentality. Crumbs mentality. When was the last time you went to give yourself a good treat? Treat. Went to a place and you ate and you know you have ate well. Crumbs mentality. Every time you are calculating. Yeah. Calculating. <laughs> Praise God. Calculating. Crumbs mentality. <laughs> Praise God. While you have a crumbs mentality, you operate crumbs business. That's all. You attend cram school. <laughs> when your child comes to you and tell you, Daddy, I want to attend this international school, you say, School nini a See where I've come to. That's a cramps mentality. Oh, a but you have capacity to move the child somewhere else. Praise God. Cramps mentality. Cramps mentality. Listen, until your mind is transformed, your life cannot be transformed. And that's the power in the word of God. Coming to church Sunday after Sunday. Having the Word of God expounded to you, one objective, one principal objective of the Word of God coming to you, week after week, Sunday, Wednesday, any other day, is to get your mind transformed. Somebody say, my mind transformed. Because, you see, there's very little we as pastors can do about your spirit. Nobody, no human being can do anything about your spirit. It's only God. If any man be in Christ he's a new creature, all things are passed away. God recreated your spirit, gave you a brand new spirit when you got born again. But there are things that must be in alignment in order for your life to be in the proper order. Your spirit is safe, so your spirit is correct. Your mind must be in alignment. You see, when you are driving a car and there's the, the ties are not in alignment, there's no balance. yeah you can go anywhere and there are some of us we can go anywhere the wind blows where it listed today you are on this course tomorrow you are on our course your spiritual life is on that course your financial life on that course your business life is on that course but in this conference i prophesy stability into your life i prophesy stability into your life in the name of jesus i speak increase and growth into your life can somebody give me a believing amen here Give me a believing amen here. Amen. Never. Turn to your neighbor and say never settle for for crumbs in your life. Say never settle for crumbs in your life. Imagine that a table is prepared before you are looking for crumbs. Imagine that the lines are falling onto you in pleasant places you are looking for crumbs. Imagine that you have a good father who says even evil fathers know how to give good gifts unto their children. How much more shall your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask them, and you're asking for crumbs. Praise God. Imagine. Imagine that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly, above all, that you can ask or think and you're asking for crumbs. Some of us are prayers and knowing God. That's why he's not answering them. Praise God. You come to him. And he's like, come again. Go and come again. I, I wish you ask something more meaningful. Something bigger. Something that somebody like me can handle. Am I communicating with somebody? Yeah. It's like going to a rich man. A dollar milo- millionaire. And then asking for 1,000 Ghana cities. You have not started communicating. When you meet a dollar millionaire, you communicate in dollars. Am I communicating here? Yeah. But when you have crumbs... Now some of us, sometimes, we have business deals. God opens the door. And the door comes. And then, when we are negotiating, we are making cramps negotiation. Cramps negotiation. Cramps negotiation. So, unbelievers are taking advantage of us. But I believe that a new day has come. A new season is coming into the body of Christ. Can somebody give me a believing amen? There's a shift in the realm of the spirit for someone. And then, of course, number three, Is the Abrahams category of people. Somebody say Abrahams. Say Abrahams. Abrahams category of people. Who are these people? These are people who live well and end well. Somebody say they live well. And end well. You will live well and end well. I said you will live well and end well. Abraham lived well and ended well in the book of Genesis chapter 24 verse 1, Genesis 24 verse 1 thank you Holy Spirit Abraham was old, west, stricken in age and the Lord had blessed him in all things the New Living Translation he was old, somebody say old give me the New Living Translation he was old, west, stricken in age and the Lord had blessed him in all things all things while you are old, may you be blessed in all things I've said it too many times in our church. If you'll be old and be in need of all things, die early. Did you hear me? If you be old, 90, 70, and you be sending mobile money, oh, can you send me some 50 Ghana? Please die early. Die what? Die at 30. <laughs> Praise God. Early. Abraham was old. Go, go, go. Give me verse 1, please. Old. Very old. Very old man. And the Lord had blessed him in every way. And you don't forget, because in the book of Gen, uh, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, he said, the blessing of the Lord make him rich and add no sorrow with it. So, when Abraham was old and the Lord had blessed him in all things, he was loaded. Somebody say loaded. If you want to see how loaded Abraham was, come to verse 35. 30, 34 and 35. Genesis 24, verse 34 and 35. Look at it. Move me there, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I'm um, Abraham's servant, yes, please. Now, listen. This is not Abraham talking. This is his servant talking. Praise God. And see how this guy was bragging. If your servant can brag like this, then Oga, when Oga speaks, you will sink, oh? You will sink. He says, the Lord, I am Abraham's servant. You know, when you're a good master, people are happy to introduce you as their boss. Have you seen that? If Abraham was a poor master, you think, they would say, ah, I'm Abraham's servant. You see, they say, Setofiakwa. I don't know him. But the guy was proudly introducing himself. In your lifetime, may your children be proud to introduce you as their father. May your husband be proud to introduce you as a wife. Yeah. And may your wife be proud to have you as a husband. Yeah. Can somebody give me a name in here? Yeah. Look that and say, I'm Abraham's servant. You didn't mention his name, oh. I'm Abraham's servant. Because the name Abraham is more powerful than his own name. His own name. His own name. <laughs> May God give you a powerful name. I said, may God give you a powerful name. Abraham's servant. Then he began to talk. Why am I proud to be Abraham's servant? He said, the Lord has blessed my master greatly. He has blessed him what? Greatly. May you be blessed greatly. May showers of blessings bring you great blessings. May showers of blessings bring you amazing blessings. May showers of blessings shift your level can somebody receive it in Jesus name he has blessed him greatly and Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22 was being fulfilled he said he has become a wealthy man when God blesses you eh? among many things all of these things I am blessed I am blessed I am blessed listen when the blessing speaks you don't speak people speak for you praise God when the blessing is not speaking you confess a lot and you sing songs about it a lot. But when the blessing is speaking, people speak for you. When you park your car, they see the blessed woman has come. When you bring your children, they see the blessed man has come. When your wife passes, they see that the blessed man has passed. May you walk in that dimension of blessings. You better believe what I'm saying. Praise God. Bless him. And he said he's given him. When God blesses you, he gives you things. May God give you things. May God give you things. If you need a child, receive it. If you need a baby, receive it. If you need a job, receive it. The Bible said God has blessed him greatly and given him. Given him. Given him. He's talked about heads, goats, cattle, and then he began to talk about male and female cemetery. You see, I don't have time, but when you really want to look at a person who is blessed, you see some things around them. Among many things, you will see good people around them. Good people, good people around them. Good people. One of the greatest blessings you can have in your life is the blessing of good people. One good person around you can change your life for God. One good person, and I pray that God's servant, God will bless you with more good people. I know the people in this church are good people, but may God multiply them for you. And in your own life, may God multiply good people in your life. It was Dr. McMedoc who said, when wrong people live your life, wrong things stop happening. When wrong people live your life, Relationship is not working. Marriage is not working. Business is not working. All kinds of things are not working because you are surrounded by a sea of wrong people. But I pray that after this conference God will surround you with favor. God will surround you with good people. God will surround you with men of substance, men of weight in the name of Jesus. One of the things that God has done for my latest self is that God has blessed me with a lot of good people. Praise God. Is that my time? They showed me something now. (laughs) Wow. I didn't come to Kumasi to teach for a short time. Unless you are not enjoying what I'm teaching. I came very far. My wife's birthday is to tomorrow next. And I'm here. Praise God. You must be blessed. That's why I'm here. Praise God. Uh Uh-huh. So, just uh, that time I saw there is a very dangerous time I saw. (laughs) Pastor Daniel, do something about it. Praise God. Do something about it. (laughs) Praise God. But I'll be closing shortly. Amen? I'll be closing shortly. Since you want me to close, I'll close shortly. Praise God. But we are looking at the Abraham category. Somebody say Abraham category. Living well and ending well. Living well and ending well. Abraham lived well and he ended well. And if you ask me, how does God want us to live? I will tell you God wants us to live like Abraham lived. Praise God. That's how he wants us to live. Unbelievers would want us to live like cramps. So when Christians drive good cars, it's not good. When pastors drive good cars, it's not good. When we worship in our condition chairs it's not good. The, the moment, any time Christians do something amazing, the world is aghast. They get angry. They get angry. When we meet at Independence Square at Greater Works, and we give in dollars, they get crazy. Praise God. Because they want us to be giving uh, persuasions. They want to mock us. They don't want us to do anything outstanding. And that's why it's dangerous that you can be in church and also thinking the same way. You see, the reason why church does big things is to open your eyes and cause you to be able to dream and think of great things. That's, that, that's, the, that's the blessing of being in a great church. When you are in a great church, you have a great pastor with great vision, and he always keeps stretching you, helping you to see that you can do something great with your life. We live in a country, leaders don't give us great visions. And then when we come to church, and God is using raising pastors who are causing us to dream and to envision, Satan provokes sometimes from our own ranks to attack us. Praise God. One of the greatest disservice you can do to yourself and to the kingdom is to attack one another in the kingdom, beginning with leadership. Like yesterday when Pastor was, I was so blessed by what he said yesterday. When we bite and we devour one another, we destroy ourselves. When we bite and we destroy one another, we destroy. The Bible said a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. A kingdom. Ours is not a tribe. Ours is a kingdom. A kingdom has its king. A kingdom has its own constitution and rules. The way we run things are different. When you go to your place of work, the way things are run is different. When you come to church, the way things are run are different. Praise God. This is a kingdom. God is king and he has instituted people who run and rule as princes. I'm not complicating somebody here. You need to understand the rules. That's where we are. Abraham lived well and ended well. God that is not happy when you live as a poor Christian. I'm telling you. If you can, if you know your Bible well, you, you will understand. It's not a pastor's idea to preach you prosperity. If your pastor preaches you prosperity, you should just thank God that He is helping you to live the life God wants you to live. It is not the pastor who wants you to be rich; it's God who wants you to be rich. The Bible said Jesus became poor that you, through His poverty, might become rich. He didn't have a reason to be poor. Jesus did not have a reason to walk on earth riding donkey as if there were no automobiles. Praise God. Talking and saying, best of horse, best of nest, and first of horse, the son of man has no place to lay his head. If Jesus really came down to really walk in wealth, he won't live in, uh, uh, what do you talk of? He will live at Airport Hills. Am I communicating? Praise God. If you are there, don't don't get angry with me. But just be provoked to change your level. Am I communicating here? Because there are better places people live. And the people who live in those places, they are not better than you. Am I communicating here? They are not better than you. He lived well and he died well. And God wants us the same way. Somebody say the same thing. Say the same thing. Say it. The same thing. same thing. Not any not less, not anymore. The same thing. In fact, we are called the children. The Bible said, They who are of faith are blessed of faithful Abraham. We are the children of Abraham. Is that not who we are? In the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. Give me Galatians, chapter 3, verse 13 to 14, the King James Version. He said, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of our Lord, having been made a curse for us. For it is written, Curse is every man. King James. You follow me, please. What I quote, you quote. He says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord, having been made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every man that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Did you see that? The blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through faith, that we might obtain the promise of the Spirit through faith. The blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Christ. What is that blessing? That is a blessing his servant was talking about. Did you see that blessing? That blessing must come to us. How can that blessing come to us? By understanding how God wants us to live. When Jesus came, what was his motto? What was his mantra? He said, the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I came that you might have. The Amplified Version says, I came that you might have and enjoy life. Life to the full. Life in abundance until it overflows. That is the kind of life Jesus offers. And this is your life you are living. There's no overflowing your money doesn't overflow. Even tight, you struggle with God. Your money doesn't overflow. Your shirts don't overflow. When was the last time you gave a brand new shirt to somebody? When was the last time you bought a suit for someone? When was the last time you gave a car out to someone? Am I communicating somebody at all? Nothing is overflowing in your life. Everything you have is for me, myself and I. In fact, you don't even have enough for yourself. To think of others. How? How? The Bible said I have seen servants walking. I have seen princes walking and servants riding on horses. In this conference we decree a reversal of a say. We decree a reversal of a say. In this house we decree a reversal of a say. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Abraham lived and in the underworld. Paul lived and ended well. He says, in "The time of my departure is at hand. I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Now is laid up for me a crown of righteousness." He ended well in life. He ended well in death. He said, "A crown of righteousness was awaiting him." That's ended well. But in my time with you, I want to look at one man who ended well, and that is the man I'll be teaching about from. The next few minutes and tomorrow till Wednesday. Come with me to First Chronicles. I'm just closing in the next few minutes. First Chronicles chapter 29 verse 26 to 28. I'll read to you from the King James Version and then we'll read in the New Living Translation. Okay. Let's do the King James first, please. Good. Thus, let's read it together. One, go. First, David the son of Jesse reign over all Oh, read it aloud. Over all I hope I'm not boring you this evening. No. The way you are quietly reading. Okay. Let's go. Thus, David the son of Jesse reign over all Verse 27 And the time he reigned over Israel was what? May you reign for a long time. Israel. May you reign for a long time. You'll be rich for a long time. You'll be in health for a long time. Israel. Not a short time. The Bible said the time he reigned seven years in he reigned he in Hebron and thirty three years reigned he in Jerusalem. Verse twenty eight. Let's read it together. One go. And he died. Somebody say, and he died. How did he die? How did he die? Uh-huh. Full of dates, riches, and honor. Praise God. You will end like that. This is a good end. Did you see that it's a good end? But let's do the New Living Translation and then. Ooh. I'm enjoying this conference like none other. Praise God. <laughs> so David the son of Jesse reigned over all Israel. Verse 27. He reigned over Israel for 40 years. Seven of them in Hebron and 33 in Jerusalem. Verse 28. Let's read it together. One go. He died at a ripe old age having enjoyed long life. Wealth. Honor. Then his son Solomon in his stead. Praise God. Tomorrow night and Wednesday night We'll be exploring how we can have an end like this. Praise God. We will be exploring how we can end like this. David. David. And I want you to know that if David ended like this, all of us can. Somebody say all of us can. All of us can. All of us. All of us. All of us. You can. David. David. I like it that the Bible says if David died in a good old age. They didn't say Joseph died in a good old age. Because Joseph, there are some characters in the Bible, it's so difficult to be like them. Joseph is too much to be like. Your brothers sell you, they do all kinds of things to you. When eventually God prospers you, you see them, and you are say, hugging them, you are kissing them, blessing them. It's not easy to be Joseph. <laughs> Praise God. Somebody, just a bonnie in home. That's why Joseph is like a. Joseph in the Bible is actually a type of Christ. But I, I've not heard any theologian use David as a type of Christ. Praise God. Yeah. David. David! How many of you feel like me? Like you are, you are like David? I actually feel like I'm David. David. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. hey. Then I think I can preach. If I have more David here, I can preach. But if I had some Joseph and some other people here, it would be very difficult to preach this message. You know, like Stephen, when they are stoning him, he's still praying for forgiveness. See, that kind of person. How do you preach him? He's too holy. He's too holy. But David, with all the issues. With all the issues, the Bible said he ended well. He died in a good old age. Listen, you may not look it, but he ended it. Right from the place of his bed. When David was born, before he said, In sin they conceived me. Before he was born, oh. But this one ended up well. Ended up well. You were not born in sin. Your father just simply abandoned you. You can end well. You were not born in sin. Your mother felt that your head was not good enough to go to school. You can end well. Am I communicating somebody at all? You were not born in sin. You just had an affair and a child came. And the man decided not to take the child. But you can still end well. Am I communicating somebody at all? I don't care your background. I don't care your front ground. But I, all I care is your future ground. God has a great future for you, and you will end very well. South, I will end well. South, I will end well. South the three times I will end well. I will end well. Lift up your hands and begin to celebrate God's tonight. Give God praise. Pado ko Hale ko Rabando ko bosa bada rabanda baka bali bosa rabanda eh? I need love. Laboko sagabanda